Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hello, this is Andrea, and you're listening to the Spine Whisperer Podcast. Today's episode, Shopping at Aldi's. With me is Dr. Matthew Fink, Dr. Joshua Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer. Oh, good job, good job, Andrea. First take. Oh, <laughs> precedence. <laughs> now she knows why Kim gets, gets so crazy in here. Uh, okay, so episode 13, I yeah. think it's our 13th. Uh, we just passed 1,000 listens this week, so thank you guys very much. Uh, it's, uh, it's We're really having a good time doing this. It's super fun. The feedback from patients, which is why we did it in the first place, is just fantastic. And we keep getting all these questions. So today we're doing another round robin, our second round robin. And Kim is, uh, was she gambling her life away or something this week? Making bad choices. Kim's making some bad choices. You know, we need to let her make her choices and support her. No. What do we do? We love the sinner, hate the sin or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we don't have any idea. So we got Andrea. We just quickly replaced Kim without even thinking about it. And now Miss Andrea is here. Miss Andrea is going to be our moderator today. Uh, Andrea has three questions that she has selected from the... Questions from patients. Yeah. And then um, she has a bonus question for all of us to answer. So, all right, Miss Andrea. All right. First question is... Keeping healthy at work. Oh, who's that for? That is for Dr. Matt. So oh, me. Dr. Matt. That's yes. for me. Um, so let's talk about the, the workplace and what happens. So you sit for long periods of time. You're trying to get all your work done. Mm-hmm. You forget about your health and wellness. And you're right. just, just trying to wor- work through those salt mine hours. One of the best things to do is to make sure you're setting a timer and getting up Every time the timer goes off, an alarm on your phone, mm-hmm. um, it gives your body the best way to kind of recoup and to uh, kind of reset your muscle spindles. Set the timer, get up, walk around. How long? Um, between 25 and 30 minutes. Yeah, man. Every 25 to 30. And we're not talking like, yeah. you know, 25 Take minutes, a, you know, walk. <laughs> Take a 25-minute uh, 20 break. 20 off? Every yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're talking That's right. a minute, a minute and a half. Right. Because uh, we want to make sure that you keep your job and right. not just... Uh, <laughs> right. But it'll make you more productive when you're not, like, you know, at 3 o'clock, you're not yeah, crippling the, the headache. 2 o'clock and, time, and right? 3 o'clock uh, you're just mi- you're, you're mitigating the damage as it comes in. And that's really the only way to deflect it. Yeah. Well, you can't undo people it. sitting at their desk for four hours straight, you know, and they wonder why they don't Just get something. ruined, yeah. yeah. There was that study, the, um, it's in a physical therapy journal a couple years ago, and they looked at, you know... If we have people that work for eight hours and then they go to the gym for four hours, you know, what's their outcome? What are the assessments in terms of like how far their stride is, compaction of the spine, pain disability questionnaires, and there's no difference. There, effectively, they concluded that you can't undo eight hours of sitting crappy. You can't undo it with infinite amount of exercise. The only thing you can do is mitigate that damage as it comes in. And the way you mitigate it, real simple, it's like Dr. Matt's saying, he's taking a minute... 90 seconds out of every 30. Um, Dr. Josh, you tell people a lot um, with the regard to assembly lines and how they did uh, studies. 
on how to keep your workers healthy. Yeah. And how instead of doing an hour break every four hours, they, they cut it back. And they noticed a increase in happiness, an increase in mm-hmm. work pr- productivity, That's right. a decrease in accidents. That's right. Um, so instead and, of a mega break every four hours, they gave people a couple minutes out of every hour, you know, and then and the, they could do it either way. And then after six months, nobody was doing the mega break or not even mega break, you know, a half hour yeah. or whatever. They were just taking the, the increments, 10 minutes out of every hour or something like that. And uh, it's infinitely more productive. And really the human body works that way, Yeah, you know. Uh, so we talked about a timer. We talked about getting up and moving around. Exercises that you can do at your desk mm. if you're unable to break the chains of your chair. Right. right. <laughs> um, you have, can find those anywhere. You can contact yeah, us to the get website. them. But basically, there's untold yeah. billions of pages uh, on the internet of, of, you know, you can just Google stretches at your desk. Yeah. So Midwest Family Wellness talks about um, standing tall. Not straight, but standing tall mm-hmm. and bringing your shoulders back, uh, turning your, your palms outward, and then relaxing your, your chest and your, your stomach so that everything kind of like, you can take a deep breath in and blow it all the way out. And you do that about 10 to 15 times, and it really, really helps reset the muscle spindles and, right. and get good oxygen to yeah. the rest of your body. Yeah, so. there's, a, there's tons of great studies that the link between breathing, depth of breath, Mm-hmm. And blood pressure and mental state, like not pie in the sky. Yeah. You know, oh, if you, no, I mean, really, literally, deep breathing slows everything down, you know. And then when you're asleep, that deep breathing actually pushes lymph around the body. It's real cool. Um, so there's that one. And then we're talking about walking lunges or mm-hmm. um, dynamic leg swings. Yeah. Are really good to kind of. If you can stand up and do that, that's right. It kind of helps reset stuff. Reset so, that psoas and hamstring relationship. Um, drinking water at your desk is one of the best ways, and you can reincorporate that to like every time you need to fill up your water bottle, walking lunge to the water cooler. Talk about uh, your the latest. You get real hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> you're real hardcore. Um, and then um, kind of moderating any kind of sugary snack so that you can like, hey. Yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna be a quick quick burst, but it's gonna right. mess with the rest of your body. Yeah, you were always telling people to have like uh, it's hide food at your desk, but yeah. make it healthy food. You know, having yeah. a bag of almonds or something like that. Like ultimately, you know, to have those things every ninety minutes, you keep that protein level in the blood. You get that complex carbohydrate, so they got that nice slow burn, and it just prevents them from just tanking at two thirty. If your desk is filled with candy bars, yeah, take. All those out but one. Save right. that for Friday. Friday candy. Yeah, that's your bonus. You got but it. Fill the rest with you know, almonds, fruits, vegetables. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when you pull out your tray where all your notebooks are, that should just be pure nuts. Just nuts in there. People are like, what? Like if one of your coworkers goes to grab a pen out of your desk, they should be aghast. They at- should think you're a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> they should be aghast at the contents of your drawers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did you see me hammer that? Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> that was great. So yeah. So that's it, Aldi. You know? So that's basically. Um, oh yeah. The really the most essential tips for staying healthy while you're working and making money. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Was such a succinct, succinct Ooh. answer. If your workplace allows you to have a refrigerator at the workplace, then that's one of the, if not the best thing they can do for you. Because healthy food quite often needs to be refrigerated. And if they provide that, holy cow, you can bring in stuff and that is right there is where you win the battle. 
against excessive sugary carbs, bad carbs, bringing in your own food. And they're like, here, we'll, we'll chill your food for you, free of cost. My God. Ice cold. What a, what a like, service. Kind of like right here. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. You know, our refrigerator at the Cottleville office was donated by a patient, Lynn Han, greatest patient of all time. I'm going to use her full name because I want everyone to know what an amazing human being. And we, get, we did get right to disclose it. It's true, probably. I'll get permission later. Before the podcast <laughs> goes out. Fantastic. Wow. All right. What's the next one? All right. So I have a question for Dr. Brad. Oh. This patient wants to know, uh, please talk about issues caused by carrying purses. Weight oh. of purses? Mm-hmm. Cross-body bag or purse? Is it better? And then mm-hmm. issues with, um, should men carry their wallets in their back pocket? Oh, man, that's a good oh. one. That's a that's a topic. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So the Costanza. The Costanza. <laughs> Let's talk about purses in general first. So uh-huh. I do want to say that, you know, people have concerns about that, and it is a real problem. Oh, yeah. It, they do potentially cause pain if they're not used properly. They do affect your posture, the yeah. effect gait. Yeah. So first thing I want to say is this kind of like the ba- the backpack thing we talked about a number yeah. of weeks ago. We talked about the backpack being about 10 to 15 percent of body weight. I've read places where that purse should be more like five. Yeah. Due to the fact the way you're you're oh, typically yeah. carrying oh, it yeah. on one shoulder. If you can carry uh, it. Like some yeah. women, some persons have a purse that uh, it doesn't strap to their body. They carry that thing mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot in there. Yes. Um, so, and this is something with posture we notice, I don't know, semi-often, we'll see that one per, you know, person's shoulders height yeah. is higher on one side than the yeah. other. And what's interesting is a lot of people just off the top of their head would think, well, the shoulder that's lower, that must be the side they're carrying that purse on. Right. Where actually most of the time it's opposite. It's opposite. What they're doing is that they're using that trapezius muscle on that, let's say their, their dominant side is the right side, mm-hmm. which is most people carry their purse on dominant side. If they're using that, you know, for a long time each day, they're actually doing like mini shrugs, mini shrug exercises for That's that right. trap. They get so, jacked. Yeah. So that trap on that right side is getting way more developed than the left. Right. And then so when we take a posture screen here, we see that that muscle way up here. Yeah. And the problem is that when we overdevelop that muscle, it gets too tight. That causes a whole bunch of different symptoms. It can even mm-hmm. cause the headaches that come up above your ear. Absolutely. Behind your eye can mimic a migraine. So... We just want to talk, you know, try to figure out the best way to manage your purse. So the first thing I think they talked about was the weight. And I mentioned 5%. That's probably, for a purse, that should be probably the max, yeah. what I'm thinking. At the, right. at the very most. And so a lot of what I've looked at is that crossbody might be a little bit better, but really whatever, you know, if you can get a purse that has multiple different types of straps and you can do it over shoulder, one day mm-hmm. you can switch it to crossbody another day another day if you just want to carry it by the handle right you have like today's tuesday today's handle day yeah sure yeah i love it write that down it's perfect switch it to the left side you know i know it's mm-hmm. tough you get in that habit of carrying it right on that dominant right. side but switch it up so really what i've seen is that hey you know maybe that crossbody is a little bit better because it distributes it a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. even but if you're carrying a heavy load it's not going to really matter um, and then in addition to that, make sure you're getting, if you can get wide straps, that tends to be a little bit better, just like with the backpacks, right. more wide strap. You could try to make it cool to wear one of those backpacks as a purse, like make that a thing. That is true. Yeah. You could be the designer for that. Sure. It's actually in style now. 
Oh God. And that, Breaking like, news from Andrea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually cool. So that is a thing. Um, a lot of times fashion determines what we use. Yeah. So the fact that backpacks are more popular, that's actually a good thing right now. Yeah. So wallet. Yes. Yeah. And in the past, how many years ago was that? that oh, we yeah. started giving out front, front pocket wallets. That's or we, right. Or we gave out we the did. money. Yeah, we got that. those in. I remember that. Every we had time. those engraved at, at like things remembered. Remember that? Yeah. I went to the mall. At things remembered. We had those money money clips yeah. engraved for uh, Fink Chiropractic. It was back then. Yeah. Every time we would see a patient with this big, huge wallet in their back we'd pocket, we'd give that to them. Yeah. We'd be like, "Hey, God, we are the best." We need to get back. Who to that. does that? We do. Gosh, let's do that. So yeah, and and again, sometimes we again. we set this up in the office to kind of demonstrate. Uh, it's tough to maybe visualize that over right. over podcasts, but we have a, a spine here in the office. And just we, to show people, right. we'll ask them for their wallet, and then we'll set that spine on top of that wallet on right. one side, just so they can see. They can't how, believe it. Yeah, how far off their pelvis is when they're sitting on that thing. Right. Then we make their day. wallet disappear. Yeah. And so now they've got anxiety and their pelvis is on level. <laughs> it's a good trick though it's a great trick I tell you what they take it out of their pocket you know what I'm saying so yeah do whatever you can you know go through that thing if you haven't gone through that wallet in 10 years yeah come on pull some things out of there see if you can you know I have a front pocket wallet mm -hmm. it's smaller put in there the cards that you actually need right. it has a little hook where you can hold on to the, the money as well a lot of the stuff that people hold on in their wallets don't necessarily you yeah, let it go, man. You just gotta for let me, it go. it's, it's usually gift cards and um, contact information. Yeah. But you can you can uh, put most of that contact information in your phones. And then spend the gift cards because yeah. nowadays they don't last more than a year before the amount begins incrementally decreasing, which I've learned much to my chagrin. Chagrin. All right, very good. Okay, Miss Andrea. All right, next question is mm -hmm. for Dr. Josh. Vitamins and supplements, oh. is it all just garbage or does it really work? Oh, okay, great question. So we get this one a lot. The FDA regulates stuff that goes into food and they regulate food. In 1994, they gained the power to regulate supplements. However, they have been not slow to do it, but methodical. Not everything has come under the total cover because more supplements are coming out faster than you can shake a stick. And so if you look at something like um, omega-3 fatty acids, right? We know we want them in our bodies. They're good. We can get them from a couple of different places, from animals, from plants. But there's omega-3 fatty acid supplements. Now, if you have a, a, a we can go and we can get a bottle and put a label on it that says omega-3 fatty acids and we can just get some dirt and put it in there and we can market it and we can get away with it for a little while because it takes a while to get that stuff checked out because there's so much coming onto the market and the FDA doesn't really have the staff to do that so when it comes to supplements you have to do your due diligence supplements that are well made absolutely work they absolutely do and the way that you find that out is by going on the website looking them up what you're looking for is a bunch of turbo nerds on their website documenting everything have it going way over the top that's how you know that they're serious in the products that they do or you can get an individual lab to run an, a, a, what's called an assay on your on your particular pill that you send them i think i can't remember the website offhand but i, I believe there's a website that lists a whole bunch of supplement companies that have um, allowed second parties 
yeah. to test their, to test supplements. their stuff. Yeah, and legit. Then, and then you know if their stuff's legit, they're they're more than happy to Absolutely. do that. And then they can post you know to this one. Yeah, website. and you'd probably see it right on on that or on their website because yeah. they they're legit. Now, now talking about omega three fatty acids, if you want to get them, if you one of the best plant sources is from extra virgin olive oil. So extra virgin means that it's not heated. They just take the olives and they crush them. Now, if you take regular olive oil and you market it as extra virgin olive oil, the FDA will come to your house and they'll steal your dog right out from underneath you. Boom, your dog's gone. That's how hard they regulate that stuff. You put one word, you put an asterisk, they're on you because that's a food product, not a supplement. And they've gotten far much more experience and I think more manpower in that area. So that's what we have to keep in mind. So do supplements work? By and large, yes. If it's a well-made supplement by a reputable company that really wants to make a good product, absolutely. Is there absolute trash out there? You bet. We look at something called bioavailability. We look at absorption. We look at how well it's made. All of those things are just critical in, in supplementation. So that's something you have to keep in mind. And if you're one of our patients and you have a doubt, just bring it in and we'll be able to tell you. You know, we'll be able to look it up. But you can find it out online by just doing some due diligence, just doing some groundwork. Same, it's the exact same thing with vitamins. You know, the, the information hitting the market. You know, supplementation is like $60 quadrillion. It's almost as big as the diet industry. And uh, people are out there just to make a buck. They'll pass off anything. And um, it can be garbage. You just have to do a lot of background research. So the answer is yes. But I'm going to qualify it by saying you got to make sure that it's an, a well-made supplement or a well-made vitamin. All right, great questions. And then the, what, you have a bonus question for us all? I actually have a surprise question. Can oh, my I, God, I, I love Can I ask it? A, person, like, a question that I'm curious about? We'll see. Okay. I mean, it's your first podcast, but, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. What about I just see all these signs for places that sell the seed? CBD. Oh, is that, CBD. Is that what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's like a supplement as well. Yeah, the or? it's it's got a lot of different um, uses. So so the deal is that weed um, is enjoying a second life as not as the secret thing that you did in high school that you hope nobody noticed to don't look at me to, you know <laughs> to savior of humankind and, and it's everywhere in between. So CBD oil, that has some therapeutic properties, and we're in the process, not we, me, but we, uh, uh, the medical community, is in the process of documenting how far that thing goes. But in terms of pain reduction and some other stuff, it's actually got some pretty promising results. So, but, but that is probably the number one most copied and ripped off name, CBD. Like people slap it on anything. So you have to do buckets of diligence to make sure you're getting the good stuff. And then you have to use it for what it's been studied to use for. Or, you know, know that you're kind of taking your chances. So, yeah. Is it legit? I'm going to qualify that by saying it does have some studies backing it up. But you it, you have to go through it at a pretty extreme length to get the good stuff. All right? Or you, you squeeze the weed. You know what I mean? You collect it. Soak it in the water. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Glad yeah. we clear that up. All right. All right, bonus question. Bonus question for everyone. For everyone. Eating right without being a weirdo. Okay. And that is exactly how it's written. Yeah, oh yeah. On the sheet. That's fantastic. We get a lot of those questions. People like they feel like I've got to eat 65 bananas that have been soaked in CBD oil or I'm not going to get this or that. 
You know, I th I feel like this person's asking, you know, how do I just eat right every day without going out of my way to find these exotic foods? Or, Man, these, or these crazy, you know, holy every cow. other month, these crazy diets they come that's out right, with. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. stuff. My answer is to make your own food. Eating right without being a weirdo, without going to extremes, you can get every healthy thing you need by making your own food at home. Cut, I should say preparing your meals. Meal prep. Yeah, what not Dr. making Josh your own food. food. Not like making bananas on your own. But, but also, meal prep. That's that right. also Take, could be a thing too, is, right? is being part of the right? gardening community where right? you're making your your planting vegetables which oh my is gosh yeah some of the that would be so cool do, like that you see these city gardens coming back i think that's so neat yeah but the um the my answer is take two nights a week sunday wednesday or whatever cut up a bunch of food make a bunch of food so that you can bring it to work put it in the fridge that's how you eat right without being a weirdo you know because by not making a big deal out of it by not having to go way out of your way you're just bringing healthy food with you so it's a pain in the butt because you got to cut food up. But like, you know, what did you have kids for? You know what I mean? I don't know. Not you you got to add them to make them do the food. Get in there and prep the food. Sure, people are going to cut their hands. Sure. I guess for me, kind of going back to reputable source, you know, when you're right. talking about supplements. Right. I feel like with so much being available online that, that people are finding all these crazy fads or Man. who knows what. I, I feel like we need a bigger, like... We do our best to educate people on we scream about nutrition, it. but I feel like, I don't know, we need to get a bigger voice for health professionals and, and registered dietitians, RDs. Like people need to be, before you start jumping into some crazy diet, you know, speak with someone, speak with right. us, speak with an RD. And about, get, uh, right. Get the real like, information. Oh, man, like, you know, well, here, all these totally people like, right. I started this new Flipping program flat. and yeah. they're like, I lost 40 pounds, which is, that's great. But where'd you lose it? What kind of weight was it? Yeah. You know, and I'm not picking anybody if, if you've tried these different things, but yeah, you're you're only eating 500 calories a day, and you're not eating one type of food at all. Right. Of course, yeah, you're going to lose some weight, but you are sure. But what's going to happen after that? That's know? right. And and that's how right. is your body functioning? And plus, your body is so good at mitigating starvation. You drop that calorie count down, then your body is going to take half of everything you eat, and it's going to staple it to your butt because it thinks you're dying. And that's where, that's where that fat gets stored, you know? Like, that kind of stuff just scares me to death when we talk about that. Now, there's some great research out there about fasting, about how intermittent fasting is prolonging life, it's clearing people out, it's doing this, it's doing that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying these people on these low, low-calorie diets as a way of life, thinking that they're losing weight. They're not. They're dying. Just really slow. Yeah, that's a great, that's an unbelievably good point. Like, how to not eat like a weirdo is to understand what the heck you're supposed to be eating anyway. There's no education on that. Right. Man, you're right. That's a huge point. Uh, my take on it is try to stay away from the extra processed stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, you don't have to be a weirdo about it. Just find healthy alternatives. Do the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, not time in jail, right. but it's take, like, take the time. Don't just <laughs> not do it, but, like, you don't have to tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the guy three tables over doesn't care that you stop eating pepper. You know what I mean? You don't need to tell him. Take the time to make sure that you're incorporating all the things that make a good diet, which is plenty of water, plenty of vegetables, mm. right? Three times as many vegetables and All fruits. over the place. Just get them. Um, try, try to stay away from the super, super complex carbs. 
That's right. Um, Which is processed manufactured stuff. Right, right. And then, um, or simple. Those yeah. would be simple. You know, I know what you mean. So, and the other thing is, like, don't beat yourself up on, on not having a good day. Right. It's it's always the small steps and being consistent with it. Fits and you starts. Can't, you can't change everything right away right. because your body has a harder time to do that. And there's le- you're actually less likely to stick with it. That's right. So, I, I've heard you tell people, like, when you go through a 10-point presentation, you're like, look, 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 don't, don't do all this stuff today. The only thing you'll accomplish is that you'll hate me. You know what I mean? <laughs> They'll be so pissed at you for, like, having all these recommendations. Like, one or two things... Nice and easy. That's how you make a big change. You're just trying to change the direction of the needle. That's you right. know, are we going up or are we going down? It doesn't matter how fast we're going up. It doesn't matter where we are. It just matters that the needle's pointing up. All right. Very good. Do you have anything for the people? Anything else? Uh, not that I know of. Dr. Brad? I think this time we've, we've hit it. We've crushed them. Miss Andrea, do you have anything for the people? Your first podcast? No, but... <laughs> This has been fun. That's a, that's a very definitive no. Would you say you're excited? <laughs> I am excited. This is an exciting week for you. It w- yes. All right, so for Miss Andrea, for Dr. Brad, for Dr. Matt, for Kimberly, who's hopefully having fun wherever she is, uh, I am Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you in two weeks. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do. 